You're listening to the Row Dental Podcast. For more information on the topics covered in this podcast, please visit our website at www.rodentallab.com. To speak with an expert, you can email us at info at rodentallab.com or give us a call at 800-228-6663. Stay informed on the latest dental news by subscribing to the Row Dental Podcast feed on Spotify, Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Today's presentation is going to be about uh, records for Full Arch. With us, it's specifically for Chrome, for Chrome Guided Smile. You might ask, uh, you know, why? Why now, after all these years, are we doing a presentation on, uh, on Chrome Records? Uh, the, you know, the main reason is this, is this first slide, uh, which is seven out of 10 cases uh, go on hold when the records are uploaded for some reason. So 70% of our records, uh, which means that 70% of the records are delayed. Uh, they're not meeting uh, what, what we would like to have as a time requirements. And, uh, uh, and we can help with these records. And I'm gonna go through this whole program today, about an hour. We're gonna go through the records, uh, how, to, how to capture them, how to upload them, how to verify them. And then maybe even more importantly, um, how, to, how to triage, how to, how to work, with, um, work with the records with different types of situations, and then to make sure that you have every record uh, that we need before you upload. So cases don't go on hold. I made this friendly slide, uh, but I, I was going to start with this one, but I thought that's, you know, that's not very nice, very intimidating, but it's seven out of 10. And that's pretty consistent, you know, for years. And um, uh, which, which really kind of goes against what we would love to promise. And that is a, a time frame from the time you hit submit until you have the case back in your office. And we would like that to be somewhere around 20 days, right? 20 working days. Now that's four weeks. Uh, we like to make it faster. We found that with all the records you're right, we're at about 20 days. Uh, some of those delays are getting online for the online meeting. So if you just look through this wheel here, you can see that if the records are um, sent in, um, um, all the records are correct, submitted, accepted, then it's about five days until you are in your, about six days until you're in your online meeting. So five days for the workup, the case analysis, for us to send an email out to you with a little bit of a buffer to get online, but somewhere between day six, seven, and eight in that time frame, we're online planning the case. And then once we hang up, that's when we ask you to schedule your surgery uh, because we just, we just hate to have those um, annoyances, you know, um, anesthesia or patient, patient appointments, that kind of thing being disrupted because of records or delays. So you'd schedule your appointment. You can see down here, attend online meeting at about uh, five o'clock there and then schedule the meeting. And then we very predictably um, uh, fabricate and ship when that last 10 days is, uh, is all ours. And then uh, a couple days to ship, you know, or overnight if you need. So our goal, our goal is to meet this. And uh, the, the one way to meet it is to go through, uh, go through today's, today's meeting, because this really is the holdup of, um, of all these cases. So we hold cases up for a number of reasons. Bite questions, that's usually the number one. Um, restoring vertical, most of these patients are compromised, so the bite needs to be opened. Uh, we'll call it bite opening, but really we're restoring vertical. That's, uh, that's really the main way to talk about it uh, because a lot of it is 
face, smile, lip exposure, um, gums, teeth, space, prosthetic space, all these different things have to do with uh, restoring vertical. Um, land area is missing, which means, you know, either, either models or CBCTs that are cropped. You can see CBCTs also on here. Uh, space requirements for prosthetics. Uh, often that comes up for a discussion. Uh, dentured tissue gap from a dual scan and then just basic incomplete records. These are all the reasons these cases go on hold, but initially um, just for records. What we're gonna do today is we're gonna talk about uh, three, different, uh, three different types of patient situations. And we'll cover the last one just briefly. It's just a couple of slides. Uh, the first one is the most common, dentate patient. These are the pain patients. These are the patients that need, uh, need a solution right away. Uh, even though maybe they've been living with it for a long time, uh, edentulous patients are not pain patients. So uh, they're, they're much less common than dentate. And dentate often cause the biggest bite issues. You know, with dentures, you've kind of worked out the space, the vertical and everything already in a denture for the most part. Uh, but the dentate, those are the trickies. So our, our laboratory, our team here has put together some incredible resources for the dental team. And I'm, I'm gonna share how to, how to get to these resources, uh, all about records. So just as one here uh, is, is, our, is our FAQ. And our FAQ um, is just found on uh, the Chrome GS page here. And you'll, you'll scroll down to, um, um, it's in the FAQ part of our website, <clears throat> forgive me. And on here, we have um, a lot of the things we're going to talk about. And this would be a place for you to ask questions and find the answers uh, on your own on our website. So that's a very helpful FAQ. Um, there's also uh, records concierge. And we just developed this recently. We have a team here at our laboratory who can meet with you online live while you turn a camera on on your cell phone or on an iPad or even on your computer. Sometimes it's just best to pull out your phone, join us online and use your camera to show us the records that you're collecting. Because often what happens is you, the, the records are collected and then there's questions, patients dismissed. A patient drives an hour, two hours away and they have to come back in for something probably pretty simple that could, could have been captured while they're still there. So what we ask is that um, you schedule an appointment. When you know a patient's coming in for Chrome records, schedule an appointment. Uh, you'll simply click on, for instance, you know, join Brittany. And that will uh, uh, turn, um, that, will, that will allow you to join an instant meeting, turn your camera on, we'll turn our iPad on or our computer and we'll see exactly what you're seeing. Show us your CT scan. Show us the uh, digital impressions that you captured. Show us your PVS impressions. Uh, show us what you're gonna export. Show us the photographs you took. So instantly, while the patient is in the chair or out in the waiting room, verify your records. Uh, very, very helpful way to ensure that the records are coming over properly. And then just as important, we have built a, a, uh, a whole web page that has um, that has a place for you to find checklists. We have made a checklist for just about every single type of patient situation that comes in the door. So just as an example, single dentate arch with opposing dentate, the most common. This is our checklist right here. 
and it, it has check marks on it. You would print this piece of paper, print it, and as you're collecting records, check them off, you have everything you need, and then upload. And it will give you tips on photographs, uh, on, on the records, on the uh, STL files, or the, uh, the PVS impressions for landmarks. It will talk about dual scan if it's an edentulous uh, and what to look for. And if you will use these checklists, you'll be um, very, very far along in the process and we should be at go time when you upload. So let's, let's go into the Chrome records for a dentate case. Um, the records are very straightforward. They're general dentistry. They're photographs, upper and lower cast with a bite or digital impressions, about half our cases now are digital impressions and a CT, uh, a CT scan with the teeth apart. So at a glance, you'd say, well, that's, that's pretty simple. You know, why is it seven out of 10? Well, let's go, let's go through why. Uh, this is a dentate package. On the right are the three intraoral photographs that we want, uh, left, right, center, and then one uh, left, right, center, and retracted in occlusion, teeth carefully put together as a patient normally bites, as the impression is, that's what we wanna see on the screen when we are making sure that our mounting is correct. We want a full face, full smile picture. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more smile. And a lot of patients in these situations haven't smiled in years. It's tough to get them to smile. Uh, but if you, if you can work, <laughs> work really hard, um, try to get them to smile because what we really wanna see is tooth exposure, gum exposure. We wanna see, we wanna see where the necks of the teeth or the incisal edge of the teeth, how they work with the upper lip because this is very important for determining a bone reduction and smile design, really important. Uh, and then a CBCT scan, you can see this is a dentate patient, right? So we always have the teeth apart and we'll talk a little bit about that detail and then complete, um, you know, complete casts, right? With all the land areas. So this is just at a glance what a dentate case would look like. We're gonna go into the details. The photographs. Um, I've always shown this screen, this, this, uh, this image with an SLR camera, but you know, a, lot of, a lot of cases are not as such. So I have another slide after this that shows a different way to take photos. Uh, but these are the basic photos. And we do add uh, the two on the right uh, for if, if a patient has uh, lip support issues, if they're severe class two, severe class three, and we really need to understand where, uh, where the teeth need to be uh, you know, to, to, to maybe fix some issues with the profile. Uh, but left, right, center, and then with the camera positioned uh, with the lens right in the middle of the nose, take a picture. Um, at, at its simplest, I, I could just leave it at that. Um, I can give a lot more tips on photos. You know, one is you can see the red line, the red line in the middle of the nose. We want the lens at the level of the nose, not high or low, right in the middle. This, uh, this, this shares with us the plane of occlusion very well. And it also, um, it also shares the smile, the eyes, the face. We can get the whole face in the right position. And then one little trick is you can make sure that you can see the left and right ear about the same size. And then you can even see in our example here, the patient's looking a little bit to the left, right? You can see more of the right ear. And the reason we want this photo is because we make some, we, we develop some beautiful smile simulations. And really the only way to make a, a ideal perfect smile simulation is to start with a great photograph. 
So those are the photographs. If you're using an iPhone, and and um, that's that's the nature of the business right now. You're going to pull out your iPhone and take some pictures. Works great. Please don't put it in portrait mode. Portrait mode uh, fades out the background and the foreground, and therefore the posterior teeth may not be an occlusion for your close-ups. I definitely recommend a uh, an add-on. Um, you can you can Google all these different. Uh, um, extra lights and cameras and, uh, and little lenses you can put on the, on the, on the camera, $30, $50, very inexpensive, but it really helps with depth of field and it helps with flooding the mouth with, uh, with light so that we can see the teeth really well. And one thing to remember with a phone is that the camera is up at the top, right? So you want to position the lens of the camera right on the nose at the level of the nose. That's often, a, that's often an issue because you know, the, the world is used to doing selfies and they do it from all different positions. These are obviously not very good selfies, but normally, normally pictures that you would see, they're not straight on at all. They're from all different angles and it makes it really tough to do a smile simulation uh, and really tough to do case analysis when we have photos from all over. You know, these are some examples of, of pictures that really, really don't work. Uh, top left, you know, patient's eyes are closed and there's no teeth, right? So we don't want that picture. Uh, the one in the middle, it's really too far away. We like to zoom in. We like to crop, give a beautiful before and after. Uh, we, it's tough to analyze the teeth when you crop in and it's all pixelated. Um, both the top left, top right, well, top left and, um, and bottom left, both the patients are in the, in the chair or lying back. And that just, that just changes the face. It changes uh, because of gravity. Uh, it, it changes the way the soft tissue is being pushed around the mouth. Um, the, the gentleman on the right, the, the flash is really washed out. Now we're be, I'm being a little, you know, a little picky. You know, we can make, we can make most of these work, um, but really ideal photographs are just a, a little bit of effort away. You know, bottom right, that picture won't serve much of a purpose for us. Uh, he's, you know, he just needs to be a little happier and try to get his smile a little higher. And it's, 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 I know it's impossible with some patients, but uh, make the effort to make a nice full face, full smile picture. You know, here's an example is Dr. Dr. Kiefer up in Connecticut. Every time he sends us a case, it's just beautiful, perfect. And I, he has a photo room, uh, but uh, I've seen him take pictures just like this with the patient turned sideways, sit upright in the chair, eyes in the middle of the, of the orbits, make a big smile, snap, relax your mouth and say, uh, snap, that helps with the low lip line and then a profile. So nice picture, just like that. And you can capture this picture probably with a, with a cell phone, just about as good. Why do we, why do we want this nice photo? Because we make smile simulations. This one's okay. I've, I've, we've made, um, I don't know, 5,000 of these smiles over the years, probably actually probably, probably double that. And they, they really do a beautiful job. But even if the picture is like this, patient has a tough time smiling, we do a smile simulation, we bring it into the software, we set teeth somewhat according to what we propose. It's not a one-to-one. -one. Uh, a one-to-one -one is, is, is very difficult in, in, in this industry with a, with a lovely, um, smile photo that we're trying to share with the patient and then making it into a perfect reality. So it's not always perfect. And we don't, we don't promise that we don't want to, uh, but we want to at least get close to, um, shape a little bit close to size, maybe buckle cord or that type of thing.
but then we make a setup and then we, we follow that the best we can. And, uh, and so that's why we want that really nice full face smile. We have a whole catalog of smiles that we can pick from. There's basically four, four different shapes. Uh, we can use these, uh, these shapes to, you know, to create the restorations. Patients love these um, befores and afters. Um, often we do it after the patient's already said yes. So that's why we always recommend that, that the team, the doctor buys this preview software and, uh, and does previews just on every single patient that might want cosmetic or full arch dentistry or even dentures. These smile simulations, they take about five minutes. Preview does some great training. Um, you just, you can look them up, previewdental.com, contact them, and you will definitely be doing more dentistry uh, with those befores and afters. So those are the full face and then the retracted <clears throat> with the retracted are very, very important to us because we, we, you, we put these pictures on a big screen on the right and on the left, we have your articulated cast. And then we are literally going back and forth, left to right, making sure that we have the case mounted correctly. So we will look at this interaction here. How are the upper teeth and lower teeth coming together in the photo? How are they coming together on the articulator? Are they the same? Which one's right or wrong? And that always brings up questions. Okay, so those are the photographs. So we can make this really hard, we can make it easy. Uh, a lot of these cases are very challenging. So, you know, some of, the, some of these bites are gonna be a challenge. We're gonna go through some situations. I think I can really share some, some good information for, uh, for the bite registration. Uh, but just remember that you can, you can take digital, you can take analog, uh, today's uh, digital impression scanners will, I mean, just about all of them, will scan a full arch perfectly. I was scanning yesterday with the, uh, the Trio scanner, the brand new one, and I, I scanned a complete denture with the shiny palette in about a minute and a half. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, it scanned it so incredibly fast, and, and it will scan the entire soft palette tissue area with vibrating line uh, in, in under two minutes perfectly. So we highly recommend digital impressions. Uh, I, we just noticed that we get better borders. We get uh, more, accurate, uh, more accurate impressions with digital. So, and that's about 60 to 65% of our cases today. So a lot of them come in analog, perfectly fine. No problem. Alginate, PVS, you decide. Just capture all the land areas. Make a custom tray, capture land areas. You want the hammer or not, the retro, bat, retro molar pad, you want the periphery, you want the borders, you want everything. So, and, that, and the reason is, is because the, the models have to be brought into our software using landmarks. We need those landmarks very clear. We need lots of them to merge with the DICOM. And we also need to fabricate a pin guide for the first seating, for the, for the initial part of the surgery. So if you, if you see in your impression or your digital or in your cast, a blurb, a pull, a hole, a drag, a lot of those things can be fixed. They can be bird. We do it all the time, been doing it for forever. Uh, but just remember that on the day of surgery, the, the pin guide is only gonna fit as good as the record. It's the only way for us to make a pin guide. It has to be from your your. STL file or your master cast. So take great care with the master casts. So let's go through the bites uh, because really everybody can take uh, lovely, lovely casts and lovely impressions. Um, but the tricky part is the bite 
and then deciding if you're going to take a centric bite or if you're going to take a, um, a centric, uh, you know, occlusion or a centric, um, uh, centric relation bite. One of the tools that we use, one of the tools, we use many uh, when we're analyzing these cases clinically or in the laboratory is uh, the Shimbaji measurement. This is something that can be easily accomplished chair-side, and I'm going to go through several, many cases of where, uh, where you can take this measurement and really guide us as far as the bite and opening you know, based on your records. So Shimbashi, uh, Henry Shimbashi years ago analyzed 500 patients and determined that a patient with good occlusion, good function, good vertical, good smile, all these different attributes the measurement from the gingival zenith of an upper central to a lower central was about 19 millimeters plus or minus one. That's ideal. Now we find that, uh, that compromised patients over the years are somewhere between 17 and 21. So a little bit more of a variation. Um, tough to get these perfect because they started somewhere and here they are now closed. So somewhere between 17 and 21 gets us in a nice position for smile, jaw, uh, condylar, muscular, um, space for prosthetics, et cetera. If you can get us to, to 19 or around there, we're going we're gonna to do really well with the case. So bear with me while I go through about 10 different situations uh, where patients walk in the door. Uh, so the first one, pretty straightforward, right? Patient has uh, a lot of centric stops. They have repeatable occlusion. This patient is going to bite in this position every single time. That's your bite. That's your centric. So on a case like this, if you want to, you could take a measurement of that gingival zenith. You can see it's tough here. The patient has recession on the lower, <clears throat> but you can always draw a line from right around the canine to canine and find some line in here, right around the CEJ right here or perhaps a little bit lower because this could be a little super eruption. I don't wanna to get too complicated and technical here, but this patient is about 18. So upper and lower impressions and a nice centric bite. Um, you can, with a patient like this, you can just load up the entire arch with bite material and, uh, and send it off. Um, this, is, this situation is also very common. Patient has a partial denture, and the patient is having a maxillary chrome surgery, which means that the pin guide, the pin guide has to seat on the patient's natural teeth, not on the partial. So in this case, this patient does, uh, they do have enough centric stops. They have a lot of remaining teeth. They repeat their bite. Uh, but what we really need is we need a, a couple of different impressions. The lower, this is just an upper, so with the lower, you would take an impression if, if they were wearing a partial, then take a study model with the partial seated. That's our occlusion on the lower. That's our, that's our tooth position on the lower. On the upper, you would take a study model with the partial seated, and then you would take another, uh, another, um, oh, forgive me, forgive me. I, got, I, I have a couple of cases in here that are very similar. In this case, it would really be optional if you want to send a study model along with the upper. This patient still has eight, still has 10. We can design an arch form. We can, we'll probably have to open the bite because of the, under, uh, the, uh, the class three. Uh, but this could be just, uh, just an impression of the upper without the study model. Study model optional. 
If you really want to share with us where number nine is, take it. Otherwise, upper, lower PVS bite. All right. Patient's about 17 millimeters. That will do uh, for the initial record because you'll notice on our work authorization, which we're going to go through later, is that we've added a um, we've added a an option that we can open the bite four millimeters without calling. That will help tremendously with cutting down the, uh, the number of phone calls that we have to make. We can open this bite up and we can do this very comfortably with all those centrics tops. So even though 17 is at a minimum, really when you're doing a chair side evaluation, we can open this case up to 21 if we need to, up by your approval. Okay, very, very common challenging situation. Patients deep class two, the lower, the lower teeth are in the gums, which means no good centric stops, no repeatable bite. Um, kind of guessing there, but that's, that's kind of what you see. This patient can bite in, in, in many different areas. Maybe you'd see a, maybe you would see a, a stop right here, um, but there's no stops on the other side. So no good centric position. So that means we need to establish and restore the patient's vertical dimension. So I, Yes, we call it opening the bite. That's going to be the, the common, uh, you know, the lingo, the jargon, but really we want to restore this patient's vertical dimension. So on this patient, this would be full land areas, all the anatomy, upper and lower impressions, cast, bites, digital, whichever you want. But the bite registration, this is going to be a little bit, little bit different because you can have two options. One is to capture the patient in the existing centric closed class two which means we're gonna take a patient on the articulator from seven all the way up to 17, 18. That's a big opening. We don't wanna do that on the articulator and then go to surgery. We'd have to do a try and I'll, I'll show you what that means. Uh, that's one option. Centric bite, row dental lab opens the bite. Happens all the time. Uh, we could do something a little bit more expeditious, expeditiously, which would be, <clears throat> you could make bite blocks. Bite blocks are not the most predictable, stable way of doing it. Uh, but you could, you could also do a setup, lock the patient into, into that new, new um, uh, vertical dimension, capture that bite registration, send it in with the models. That would be perfectly fine. Uh, in this case, there just aren't enough leaf gauges to open up the patient 10 millimeters. Uh, so probably bite block, work things out with try-ins on your own or, you know, or with us making your bite blocks and trying, that'd be fine. A little back and forth, test, put the patient in a, in a flipper, let them wear it for a while, test a bite. Nice option. Another option would be to um, send us centric. We make you JC try-ins. We open the bite on the articulator, and then you um, try these in and you go through a process of equilibration. We'll talk about that after these examples. This is a double arch chrome case. Patient only has about nine millimeters of um, a Shimbashi measurement. CEJ to CEJ, patient is severely closed. Uh, no, no good centric stops, no repeatable bite. So what do you do? What do how do you send this to the laboratory? Well, again, this would be upper lower casts and then make a decision on what type of bite you wanna to send to us. In a case like this, could send centric, row can open it, do JC triumphs, just like before. Another option would be um, neuromuscular bite, um, could be, you know, you can't really do a Dawson bite because you're not going to have a first point of contact. So you have to find some other way to find a, um, a centric relation bite. Could be leaf gauges. 
Um, could be through a little bit, a little bit of speech and splint therapy. There's different ways of doing it. Uh, always recommend working that out first before the records come in. Those things take a lot, you know, they take a, a lot longer time for the patient. And most of the time we want to get these cases done pretty quickly. So something like this centric bite row opens a bite for you about six, seven, eight, nine millimeters. And uh, we make some judgment calls based on photographs and a need for materials and bite uh, and bone reduction, send you JC try-ins and confirm them. And again, we'll talk about the JC try-in. Another common situation here, really tough to get a Shimbashi measurement. Um, patient has bone loss, uh, teeth missing, that kind of thing, tough to go by. Um, so this kind of case, the patient uh, hits and slides, hits and slides, right? So no good positive centric stop. So on this case, same as always, nice upper and lower casts, but you got to decide now when and when to take the bite. Now, normally in a hit and slide, that means the centric stop the, is the first stop. The slide is relation. The first hit is centric occlusion. So U is a centric. So practice with the patient, have them hit, have them hit without the slide. And then you can even do a little mark on the nose and the, and the chin. If they're really doing a slide, most of the time they're not sliding too much. There's a sliding a millimeter or so. Have them stop in the, in the hit. And then while the patient holds it there, backfill the gaps with impression material. That's your centric bite. That's our, go, that's our starting point. That's a very nice way to take a hit and slide uh, patient. And you'll identify them. You'll know. You'll practice with them. And you'll see them closing as they, as they go. Another, I guess I'm going to say all these are common because we see so many, uh, so many cases here at the laboratory. Um, this is a common difficult one because the patient has, has no, <clears throat> no centric stops, but they're also free end. All right. So you, you can't just load the posterior full of material and try to capture this uh, because the patient is going to bite. They're going to close. They're going to slide. Their condyle is going to move. There's all kinds of things that can happen when you're trying to capture a bite on this patient. So this one, <clears throat> this is going to be an upper lower. You're going to, you'll capture a bite as good as you can with the existing teeth. And then this is either bite blocks or a JC try-in. For us, <clears throat> we almost always lead towards JC try-ins because they're a solid stop. They're adjustable. You can do a blue moose reline. Well, we'll go through the JC try-in in, in, in just a minute. Uh, but, uh, but it's, it's a nice hard stop as opposed to bite blocks. We go about 17 on this patient, maxillary chrome, 17 will work, uh, probably, um, would, would leave the patient in this position. You can see in those, uh, the lower images that we would only need to maybe open the bite a millimeter and then try to create some occlusion with the patients not having interferences when they're going into protrusive. So this would be upper lower bite, capture the, the upper teeth in the bite registration. The patient has no posterior occlusion. So JC try-in. So that's why a lot of these cases are not 20 days, you know, 18 days, 20 days. They're a little bit more because we have to confirm the bites so we can go to surgery predictably. 
This is, a, this is a case super erupted lower or patients just closed down. There's always arguments of whether it's super eruption or whether it's just, you know, just a loss of, um, loss of vertical. Uh, in this case here, this would be uh, good centric stops. Patient has lots of posterior occlusion. The depth of field on this camera doesn't show very well, but patient has a repeatable bite. Uh, in this case, this would be um, upper lower, nice bite, good, so good solid stops. And then Roe and the doctors, we're gonna to have to decide what combination of bone reduction and opening are gonna be suitable. Patient's gonna to have to be opened a little bit um, and, then, and then probably considerable bone reduction. Uh, but I just see these kinds of cases pretty frequently. Thanks for listening to the latest from the Roe Dental Podcast. For more information about the topics covered in today's episode, visit our website at www.rodentallab.com. Stay informed on the latest dental news by subscribing to the Road Dental Podcast feed on Spotify, Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts.